Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This episode, we will talk about a recent trial in Spain where Infanta Cristina, sister of King Felipe, became the first member of the Spanish royal family to have ever faced a trial. Together with her husband Iñaki, she was accused of defrauding um, taxpayers' money. Brittany Barger, Europe editor for Royal Central, will talk us through what actually happened and what Iñaki's prison sentence will mean for the family and for the future relations to the crown. So George, we're back with our third episode and um, it's been quite a week with the great pickup on iTunes recommending us as new and noteworthy. What do you say about that? Yeah, I mean, it's extremely, extremely exciting. I couldn't believe it when you send me the news. I mean, it's just like uh, the visibility that it gives us is amazing. And now we have a guest from Tennessee. So there are more than, than two people in this relationship. Yeah. Do you remember the Diana phrase? <laughs> No, I mean, she said that three was a crowd, and we don't believe in that. We no, believe right. the more the merrier. Absolutely. But it's also our angle, because we're both from the media background. We really like to bring in people who have interesting stories to tell. And our guest today is from um, Royal Central, and it's a website that I can really highly recommend for people who are interested in all the royals around the world. They, they got some good articles on a regular basis. But I also have to mention that our listeners have logged in from pretty much all over the world. It's, it's incredible. We have United Kingdom, Ireland, United States and Spain and Canada as our top five. But it's, you know, the list goes on and on. It's Vietnam, it's Turkey, Mexico, Greece, Belgium, Belgium, um, Argentina, Poland, Israel, Ghana. It's, it's everywhere and it's brilliant. Really enjoy. Yeah, no, it's, it's very exciting. It was a great idea and, you know, thank you for having me on and I'm very happy to take part and uh, hopefully one day we'll be able to take it from uh, two weeks every two weeks to one week and uh, you know it's going to be it's going to be good brilliant um let's uh, bring on our um, first guest so with us on the phone we have a Brittany barger europe editor for royal central it's a site that i love uh, very informative everything that you want to know about the royals you can get from royal central so I will let Brittany tell us a little bit more about the website and how she got there in the end, uh, because that's also very interesting. Um, so, Brittany, it's to you now. It started in um, 2012, and it was actually started just as a um, after the Diamond Jubilee. 
and it started basically as a Twitter account called Royal Facts UK. Um, and it was just dedicated at the time to tweeting facts about the monarchies around the world. Um, and from there, it grew to where we were writing articles not only, you know, about the British royals, but the Swedish, the Norwegian, um, the royals all across the world. And now we have over a million readers per month. And we have authors in, all over the world. We have one in India, Canada, the United States, Belgium, Norway. We have them everywhere. <laughs> Excellent. And and what about you? Because you do sound from across the Atlantic. I am from uh, the state of Tennessee in the United States. So that probably explains my southern accent. <laughs> um, I started following Roller Central online. Mm-hmm. And then I began blogging in January of 2016. And uh, was promoted to the uh, Europe correspondent in June. And then Europe editor by um, October. What a career. What a career. <laughs> Excellent. So, Linnea, now, what is our your topic today? So, it's really good having actually having the American input here because we noticed from our figures that apart from the UK and Spain, uh, UK is our second largest audience. So, brilliant to have your your angle on our European topics here. So, today's topic is on the trial of Infanta Cristina of Spain and her husband, the former Olympic handball player Inaki Urdangarin. Fifty-one-year-old Infanta Cristina is first member of the. Spanish royal family to ever have had a face trial. Let's go back to the beginning and talk about how it all started. So, Cristina is the youngest daughter of Juan Carlos, the former king of Spain, and his wife, ex-queen Sofia, who's originally, obviously, um, Greek. Um, she married Nyaki, the former handball player, in 1997. I remember the wedding, actually. It was quite a lavish ceremony in Barcelona, and they got the titles Duke and Duchess of Parma. The couple has four children, ranging from 11 to 17, and I kept thinking when I read that on this trial that it must have been an incredibly painful experience for the oh, whole yes. family, especially for the children as well. We have to bear this in mind. Um, so going back to what this trial is about, so Christina and Nyaki were accused of defrauding taxpayers' funds uh, through embezzlement and money laundering in the excess of uh, four and a half million pounds. Um, it was through the non-profit organization of the News Institute. Christina is a member of the board and Nyaki served as the director. And Christina has been accused of of using the money from the organization for personal expenses and Inyaki on, on tax fraud and money laundering. Brittany, can you talk us through what actually happened and what they did wrong here? Inaki and his business partner, Diego Torres, they were accused of hugely overcharging regional governments. We all heard it was the Balearic Islands in Valencia, but I also found out that it was actually the city of Madrid was included as well. And uh, these governments participated in different sporting events organized by the Noose Institute. So the details of this case emerged in 2011, and that is when the charges were first um, brought against him. Another major point for the Spanish royal family, a turning point um, for their popularity, was when Juan Carlos was pictured um, on an expensive hunting trip in Botswana, and this Mm -hmm. was at the height of Spain's economic crisis. So the trial began in January of 2016. And Christina was not, charges were not brought against her until June of 2014. Christina argued that she knew nothing of her husband's actions, which is not surprising, um, and that she also denied that she was an accessory to tax evasion. So it turned out to be this huge case in Spain. Fifteen other people were also indicted besides Christina and Inaki. And Christina was accused of making uh, personal use of the funds to pay for her clothes and dance lessons for their children. Ouch. And uh, this was also done for um, work on their Barcelona mansion. 
uh, lowering the firm's taxable income. So during her uh, her court hearing in February 2014, before you know the the official charging of her, uh, she said she took her husband at his word, which you know that's natural. You're gonna want to believe what your husband is saying, you know, that he's innocent. And, but during the six hours of questioning, she replied with, I don't know, 188 times. And I don't remember for 55 times. It, it doesn't look good, does it? No, 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 it does not. Uh, I ha- I personally have a hard time believing she didn't know a little bit of what was going on. But clearly, there was not enough evidence to prove that in the case. So, yeah. But do you believe the fact that she was not charged? I mean, the no, prison sentence was not required against her. Is it because of her status or because really they wanted to protect? I mean, she's been stripped of her titles. The streets which were named after her have now changed their names. Is she almost in exile in Geneva? I know the question is, where will he spend his sentence? And uh, they are talking about her moving to Portugal as well, so she could be close to a jail where he could end up. I mean, it's just like hugely embarrassing for everyone. Has this changed the way that the Spanish public sees the royal family? Or they've managed to sort of damage control and they cut themselves off that branch. It'd be interesting to hear what you think about it. Um, I think it really has damaged the public's view of the monarchy. Um, I think it was El Pais uh, did a um, survey back in 2013. And their, the royal family's approval rating was 3.68 out of a 10. Um, and it has has improved a little bit since then, but um, it's going to be interesting to see if now the, the results of the case caused it to take a nosedive. I think, in part, maybe it did play her title and status did play a little bit in into whether or not she um, served jail time. But I think most of the evidence, you know, pointed to her husband being the guilty party. So I, I wasn't surprised by how it turned out. And what do you think is next for, for Christine and her family? Will they stay married or will they stay in Geneva or perhaps Portugal, as George mentioned, or, or where will they live in the future? Is, is Spain a, a no-go zone for them? I would say Spain is, is a no-go zone. After Christina's trial was completed, she was heard saying, you know, she couldn't wait for the trial to be over and for the verdict to be announced so that she never had to return to Spain again. So I would say that she won't be in Spain very often. Um she will, they will either be in Geneva or Lisbon, Portugal, if Anaki is put into prison close to the Portuguese border. And they've also said that their children um, may be sent here to the United States for privacy, which I think may be one of the best things for them. So uh, I think they will stay married. At least for the time being. But I mean, it's like um, I've read somewhere as well. I mean, it's been a major coverage everywhere. I mean, it is the first time that hasn't happened, you know, to anyone for at right. least 100 or maybe 200 years, you know. And mm-hmm. um, I was just like now wondering, I mean, they believe that they're scapegoats, that, you know, because of their name and titles, the justice was a lot harder on them than they would have been otherwise. But you believe it's true or it's just the case of somebody who's embezzled uh, and who just deserves to go to jail? I think it's a case of, you know, embezzlement and someone who does deserve to jail. And actually, Inaki got a lesser sentence than what was being requested. They had, the prosecutor had requested 19 and a half years. And he's only getting six years in three months. So I I think the punishment could have been a lot harsher. In this case, you know, justice, in my opinion, was served. I think, you know, he and his business partner partner were guilty of what they've been accused of, personally. Are they going to appeal? Or have they appealed? The uh, their attorney has said that there are strategies in place to appeal. Um, 
the uh, prosecutor actually asked for Inaki to pay a 200,000 euro. That was what the prosecutor had requested. However, the judge turned that down um, based on the fact they don't believe that he is at flight risk, that he would try to flee the country or anything. But he is going to be required to report on the first of every month in Geneva to the authorities. And he has to notify them of any type of residential change, no matter how small. Um, however, the prosecutor it came out, I believe, two days ago, on, uh, and I read it on El Pais in Spain, um, that the prosecutor is now going to appeal to the Supreme Court to get Inaki more prison time. So we'll have to see how that that works out in the future. Wow. So, so if they so, appeal, it could actually it could actually work out in 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 to their disfavor rather than than helping them out. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I've, I've read on the New York Times that uh, she uh, is working for the Aga Khan Foundation in Geneva. I hope they got the information right. But what does he do now? I mean, it's, it's six years of going back and forth, lawyers, so it must cost him fortune. And oh, yes. not being from a very wealthy family, I mean, just for the record, uh, he's from a sort of pretty humble uh, Basque uh, family. And he's... His mother was actually from Belgium, from Antwerp, uh, oh, hence wow. the Livart uh, name. But yeah, mm -hmm. people must have asked, where is the money coming from? I've not read where, you know, it is. I would assume, you know, Christine is going to have plenty of money on her own from being mm -hmm. part of the royal family. So I would assume she yeah. is the one being able to fund all the attorneys and, and court costs. But isn't that also what baffled people, the fact that... They had money to start with. But I, I also it had is. a really interesting thing, and I heard it on Aftonbladet TV, how um, apparently during the wedding of, of Letitia and Philippe, so now the king and queen of Spain and her brother, obviously, mm -hmm. Philippe asked Christina to go and pick up the Gaysbringer wedding ring. It was the Gaysbringer ring, I believe it was. And, um, mm -hmm. yeah, and Inyaki went to pick it up. He paid for it on a card that was attached to this, um, to this organization. And for quite mm -hmm. a few years now, Letitia hasn't worn her engagement ring. Because it was paid for, it was obviously paid back. You know, he didn't pay oh. for it, but she right. does not wear her engagement ring anymore. So that's an that's an interesting fact. You know, it, it filters through and it shows in many different aspects. Oh yes, and I mean, and I don't think I think if I was in her situation, I probably wouldn't wear the engagement ring either, just because of who it's been associated with, and mm -hmm. you know, their their approval rating, you know, has been so low anyway. You know, I think the damage control, like so. They don't want to do anything to damage their image anymore. So I think she is erring on the side of caution and just not wearing it. So what about her relationship with her brother, King Philippe of Spain? Christina was notably absent from the ceremonies marking Philippe's ascension to the throne in June 2014. It was after her, her father, Juan Carlos, abdication. She's widely been seen to brought shame to the family. So is this repairable? Will she, in a few years to come, sort of be back on the scene and, and family occasions and so? That's really hard to, to determine. This case was partially blamed for the reason that Juan Carlos did abdicate. So, you know, it was no surprise that she wasn't at, you know, the, the ceremony. You know, she's not been seen at... Um, any type of family function, any vacations. And I mean, maybe a few years down the road, you know, they can mend some fences. But I think I think there's a lot of bitterness there because of, like you said, the shame that her actions have brought onto the family. So I think it'll be a while before 
the relationship is repaired, if it ever is. Thank you, Brittany, for, for joining us and, and for talking us through this. It's really interesting having your aspect as the European editor for, for the Royal Central. And uh, you're clearly very knowledgeable and, and really enjoyed talking to you. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Bye-bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.